Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. To borrow and then entirely misuse a famous expression, in space, no one can hear you scream about how much you wish you were dead. That might seem like a really odd sentiment, and you're right, I have done better intros, but the point is that in the deep, terrifying black of the unknown, there are a lot of things that will make you pray for a swift end. Now, despite being really big on the perils of interstellar exploration, Star Trek does take its position as family-friendly entertainment very seriously, and thus gives the really bleak stuff a wide berth. One day they're gonna let me do the 10 worst things that could possibly happen to you in Star Trek, but today my friends is sadly not that day. Instead we're going to look at the worst things that have happened in Star Trek and specifically events that either would, should or could lead their victims to resent their continued existence. My name is Adam Cleary and these are 10 Star Trek fates worse than death. Number 10, being trapped forever. Losing data has haunted Jean-Luc Picard for 20 years, and when he began his own series recently, his blown-up old pal began appearing in his dreams. Thus, the entire first season is split 50-50 between saving Data's legacy and just sort of sitting through some really awkward sexual tension between Jamie and Cersei Romulan here. Anyway, the last episode revealed that while Data's body was destroyed in the final moments of Nemesis, his consciousness continued to exist in a simulation. That sounds nice, but ultimately he's entirely alone in a prison of his own mind. He is trapped forever, and all he wants to do is to finally be destroyed, like he was supposed to be with the explosion, you remember. Picard finally meets him in this simulation after he too perishes, and the pair reminisce about their time together on board the Enterprise. It's during this meeting that Data asks his captain to turn the bloody thing off on his way out, finally allowing Data to die. It's a tearjerker, sure, but the alternative was letting him sit alone in that dusty room, listening to Willie Nelson for all eternity. Number 9. Having someone's catra shoved into your brain We've all seen the Wrath of Khan. Kirk and his old adversary finally get their dicks out on the table, measure them up, and while the Enterprise takes a pounding in the process, it ultimately prevails. However, being a pretty sore loser if you ask me, Khan tries to explode everyone. In a blind panic, Spock rushes to the engine room, but McCoy attempts to stop him. A pinch, a mind meld, and the word remember later, and suddenly someone in engineering begins chopping the biggest space onions you've ever seen as Kirk watches his best friend die right in front of him. 
However, not to be outdone, Spock has actually uploaded his mental self into McCoy's mind prior to his own death. A smart idea, except Bones did not deal particularly well with it. The whole experience drove him mad, nearly killed him, and if there'd been no way to get him back out again, he'd have promptly gone out the nearest airlock. Number 8. Being Assimilated by the Borg as we all know, Sweden's most terrifying military force operates entirely as a collective. Assimilation into it works from the inside out as nanoprobes are injected into a victim's bloodstream. Once inside, the transformation begins immediately and within a few minutes, all individuality is lost. Now, while that has proved numerous times to not be entirely permanent, even if someone does come back from being a Borg, they never quite come back all the way. Seven of Nine always had a distinct air of drone about her, and even our poster boy for post-assimilation prosperity, Jean-Luc Picard, has been haunted by his experiences ever since. In fact, knowing what he knows, Jean-Luc has been a big advocate of friends don't let friends who've been assimilated keep living, ordering his crew to shoot on sight any of their colleagues who've begun the process. Death, he deemed, was a preferable fate. Number 7. Being trapped in a transporter for 75 years, only to be lost for eternity. In the Star Trek The Next Generation episode Relics, the Enterprise stumbles across a Dyson Sphere which, and I've not had time to check my notes, absorbs all energy in a solar system with no loss of suction. Lo and behold though, there's not only been a ship yeeted into its surface, but Scotty, yes the actual Scotty, has been hiding in its transporter pattern buffer for 75 entire years. After bringing him back to the materialised world though, he finds himself a relic of a bygone age and a bit of a liability for the rest of the crew. While his ensuing fish out of water story is a harrowing one, it's absolutely nothing compared to the fate of his accomplice, Ensign Matt Franklin who, despite getting suspended in the buffer for three quarters of an entire century, disintegrates 53% before being lost entirely. That is awful. Number 6. Winding up a transporter duplicate and getting marooned as a result. Now, if you think that's the worst thing that can happen to you in a transporter, then oh my sweet space summer child, you are both precious and wrong. In the Next Generation episode, Second Chances, Riker leads an away team to a decaying outpost only to discover... Well, himself. I'll not bore you with the technicals, but the pattern bounced back off a cloud or something and rematerialized on the surface while simultaneously reaching the ship. Will got a big fat promotion and went on to be Starfleet's premier shagger, while the other Will got marooned and spent the next eight years in a hole. If the solitary isolation wasn't bad enough, getting rescued only to find that your duplicate has broken up with your girlfriend for you and, in your eyes, ruined your entire life definitely is. Thomas, as he decided to then call himself, wound up voluntarily surrendering to the Cardassians when last we saw him, and if that's not going to make you wish your pattern had just degraded, then nothing is. Number 5. Being split into a good half and an evil half. Yeah, right. So, getting split into two identical versions of yourself sucks, yes, but getting split into two exact opposites is pretty much the last thing you want to happen from a duplication standpoint. However, in The Enemy Within, Captain Kirk goes through that exact nightmarish hell. Split into two separate people, one who represents everything that was good about him and one who represents everything that was bad. While good Kirk was pretty much just normal Kirk if a bit of a drip, bad Kirk was her 
horrendous. He stole things, he got drunk, he tried to force himself on Yeoman Rand. I don't mind sticking my neck out here, Bard Kirk was a fucking dick. Mercifully, the two were finally fused back together into one just slightly problematic Kirk. Number four, being flung across the galaxy. When you stop for a moment and think about it, the entire premise of Star Trek Voyager is a fate worse than death. Yeah, okay, it just about worked out alright for everyone involved, but if they'd not found a series of shortcuts, it would have been very bad. Very, 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 very bad. Think about it. That 75-year return journey time was based on them never so much as stopping for a bathroom break meaning the actual time was probably at least double that. The only way you are going to run a starship for 150 years is if you start deliberately breeding the crew to produce new officers. Not a single person on board signed up for that, and not a single child they would have birthed could have had any aspirations beyond its own bulkheads. Whatever way you want to spin it, that is not a life, that is a life sentence, and one more than a few folks would have, let's just say, opted out of. Number three, contracting a space disease that devolves you. Space plagues are all the rage in Star Trek, but the one seen in Genesis is categorically the most banter. You know, Dr. Crusher just sort of like accidentally triggers all of Lieutenant Barclay's dormant introns and causes every single ancestral T-cell in his body to activate, which leads to an unstoppable airborne virus that regresses the crew to their species' respective prehistoric states. You know the drill. Worf being a Klingon, he gets hot to grab and spitty. Troy runs a bath and just decides she'd rather, like, live in it. All the humans regress back to being Neanderthals, and for reasons that aren't really fully explained, Reg turns into a huge spider. Anyway, it could go on and on about the philosophical questions that raises and arguments about how scientific advancement ultimately always walks a tightrope of social catastrophe, but instead, I'll just say that if you ever see me growing that sort of monobrow, I'd want you to dispose of me humanely. Number two, breaking the warp 10 speed limit only to evolve into something. If I've said it once, I've said it a thousand times, the only thing worse than genetically de-evolving backwards into some kind of lower life form is genetically super-evolving forwards into, well, like, what is this, a big fish thing with fingers and a twirly moustache? The threat of spending between 75 and 150 years lost in space is enough to drive anyone to do ill-advised things. But perhaps none so ill-advised as trying to break the Warp 10 barrier. Under Janeway's behest, though, that's exactly what Tom Paris does with amphibious consequences. Not only does it work, but breaking the limit comes with the added bonus of speeding up his evolution at a rate millions of times faster than nature would normally allow. Does he grow a big brain? Does he develop ESPN? Does he transcend this mortal plane to a state of godlike omnipotence? Nope, he just turns into a big fish thing with fingers and a twirly moustache. Number one, just being Neelix. <laughs> no, I'm just, I, it's a joke. I'm, I'm kidding. I'm mostly kidding. Number one, being a cosmic god whose power is stripped away. Ah, Q. Star Trek's greatest guest character and a creature who either was a god or whose powers were sufficiently amazing that you just naturally assume he was a god. Either way, a man who was firmly tipped beyond cleanliness on that scale your grandmother used to mention to you. However, in the episode Deja Q, he shows up at yet another inopportune time, naked on the bridge of the Enterprise, and God, if I had a dollar. 
He reveals that he was stripped of all his powers due to, well, using them to be a dick and got the old banhammer from the continuum. Having to live as a scared, hungry, tired, useless, mortal human being for so much as two whole days is enough for him to hijack a shuttle and career headfirst into this chandelier that would like nothing better than to end his entire existence. Yes, being a person is fine for the likes of me and you, but once you've suckled deep at the teat of omnipotence, then it's either that or death. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.